welcome back to Shotgun the Orcs podcast. You're joined by your host Tom Solo today. Aiden and Jake are still alive and well, I can assure you, but they're unable to make today. But more importantly, we've got a very, very important guest on the show today who needs no introduction. If you're a fan of, of UK hip hop, you'll know him by a few names. Jason Bones, Oscar the Slouch. It's Ramson Badbones. How are you doing, man? Welcome to the show. That's up, bro. I'm good, man. You're right, yeah? took a minute yeah man i was saying like we tried to make this thing happen before you know covid was even in the zeitgeist in person didn't we like but for whatever reason um we had to rearrange but it's good that we finally made it happen man really appreciate you taking the time to chat say my respect bro so um i know it's like kind of a repeat of the conversation we had before we started recording man but i mean obviously this year uh 2020 we're into a new year now let's hope it gets a little bit better but I, I don't really want to kind of gloss over the fact that last year happened and you dropped death mask through high focus and all the fuckery that went on with covid you didn't necessarily have like much of an opportunity to kind of like perform live and, and all of these things that you would do so i don't i really don't want to gloss over death mask because it was a really kind of really sick record but more recently before we go back to that because i really kind of want to deep dive into it a bit you dropped the project love music the ep late last year again you had a lot of kind of really high concept stuff you this message direct there's a few things on your phlegm infected chest i just have to dissect from your interior like the near dead fear fed bug that gears you up to be superior over some instrumentals that i wasn't expecting you know like especially like the opening track and the video for like mr white as well you talked about a lot of very kind of like significant topics going on at the moment man so what was the what was kind of the, the process behind that particular project because it, it came out of nowhere bro i said bro i did that like um did that a few years ago you know and um process man it's, it's kind of a little bit it's a little bit hard to remember because we're going back but we're going like four maybe five years ago i did it originally it was meant to be an album originally we did God, i think we did about 25 songs and got it down to i think 12 and then i was listening to them and then i don't know it just it just hit me there's certain ones i was like nah, take them off take them off and then when i had that six i was like yeah that's that's the thing that's the project so there's a whole load of stuff there that didn't get used a lot. But that's mad though, how it's still everything on it. I mean, like a lot of your content, a lot of your lyrics is still very like they're always relevant, you know. So it wouldn't matter when you when you were to drop it. I think it's obviously compounded by 2020 and, and everything that happened and stuff. So a lot of the kind of the messages and a lot of the things that you're rapping about are still very, um, you know, it's still very relevant. So did you kind of was there a time where you were like, oh, I'm not even going to release that? Or were you always waiting for the right time? Because five years is a long time, man. Um, no, I don't think I was waiting for the right time. It's just... I don't know, man. When, when, when man got, like, so many projects there, certain things are going to get... Not forgot about, but certain things might get put to the side for me. You know, because there was other stuff coming out, and um, no, I wasn't. I wasn't waiting for the right time, man. It just, it just come like that, and um, the concept, shit, man, that happens sometimes, isn't it? Certain stuff I listen to, I'm like, oh shit, that's still relevant now. Like I was bumping, um, bumping Public Enemy, Fear for Black Panic. 
ages ago. And I hadn't heard it since fucking ages, like years. Listen to it, I was like, shit, it's all still relevant. Yeah, all man, that's, that's, that's true. I suppose, like, because they were kids. When you speak from the heart, will always be relevant. It's timeless. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's, yeah, that's, that's actually a really, really good point. It's just kind of like, um, good music shouldn't be, it should be timeless. You know, a lot of people focus too much on, oh, is it relevant? Or is it like, is it popping? Is it like, is, is it kind of pandering to something that's in the zeitgeist or new? And, <laughs> uh, and it's self-aware, do you know what I mean? But I think, yeah, timeless, timeless records, you can, you can stick on. And I think that's like, um, you've paid homage to quite a lot of um, like your favorite records and stuff. And on Instagram, I know recently you've, you've posted quite a lot of like seminal albums to you. Um, I think, yeah. you know, you had like just the roots has been like Eminem. There's been loads and loads of different artists that you've kind of um, been influenced by over the years, man. I think that's really good that you, you, you pay homage to that as well. Cause you know, you get a lot of people who come and be like, nah, I'll do my thing. I just, my style, I, I came up with it myself. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's cool that you just yeah, kind of... Speaking of it, yeah, it's like, nah, bro. I took a piece <laughs> of a lot of people, man. And um, I grew up in that generation where paying homage, that's standard. That, that wasn't even... You didn't need to be asked. No, you did it because, you know... Sorry, bro. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man... It's a standard thing, bro. But now, obviously, it's different. Everyone's trying to... Well, wants to claim something, isn't it? And what they don't realise is when it comes to that, um, this thing called hip-hop culture, it's not really about claiming nothing. It's more about giving. It's like, what have you given? You know? Um, them albums that I put up, they all gave their piece. You know? In their own unique way. Growing up in the 80s, um, my parents were like, um, they were young, so they used to party. And we'd all hear all, all the funk, uh, Robert Troutman, Zach, Rick James, um, and Marvin Gaye shit, all that 70s, 80s shit. And that was like the precursor for when, I don't know, when I first heard Slick Rick. You know, in the late 80s, and I was like, I was born in 83. So I started hearing hip-hop around, say, 80, 88, 89 was the earliest I can remember. Um, and then, obviously, went into the 90s. And then by the time it was like, I'd say, what, 994, that was when I started writing. And I was probably about 11. You know, so what got me into it? One of the things that got me writing, one of the first things that made me start writing properly and taking it seriously was the, um, a lot of different people, but one of the main people, a lot of people forget about him, Buster Wright. The first two albums, um, heard them when I was young. That was what kind of like the blueprint, you know. 
that was what I was basing. All right, red man, muddy waters. You know, there was a lot of them, but there's certain ones I'm like, comes to pen. I'm like, it was them ones. Yeah. Oh, skeleton, eternal. Um, just deciphering it. I was just sitting there trying to figure out how are these man doing this. Like how? And I didn't hear it, but I was. I'm more of like. My mind's more trying to figure out how man's doing it. You know what I mean? As opposed to, hey, I hear it, but no, I'm, how is how's man doing it? Mm. Um, it just came down to basic. For me, it was just maths, but a different kind of maths. Yeah. Like mathematics of syllables. It's kind um, of like how Rakim describes it, you know, having you know, the kind of methods. But I guess it's subjective yeah. to how like your brain works and things like that as well. Like, what was your way of figuring it out? I think it was. I think it was something that was just always probably there in me anyway. And me hearing that stuff is just like just me responding to it. That's sick, man. I think with Buster and Redman and people like that as well, it's like they're so they got such kind of distinct personalities. Like aside from like the bars and the wordplay, it's it's their personalities as well really kind of stood them out. You know. Um, so I can understand why, like, I mean, I, I love Red Man, I love Buster Rhymes. I can understand why anyone would gravitate towards them. Imagine, like, back in the day as well, like, being a kid, seeing that. I mean, I'm in my early 30s, so I still, like, remember when Buster Rhymes on, you know, all the kind of, like, commercial music channels and all that kind of stuff. But before that, like, the first couple of albums, just, like, absolutely untouchable. But have you heard his, um, did you hear his album that came out, like, 2020? Oh, right. I've heard it, man. Out of the loop, and I've been too busy. Too. I switch off from a lot of stuff a lot of the time. Man. I'm just doing my own thing, in it, and then yeah, feel like it. At whatever point, I'll be like, you gotta check that out. Cause I know I was telling you about that, but I'm I'm so shit, and I don't really listen to music like back in the day, like them times when I'm just go to like I remember there was this CD bar in mm-hmm. Seven Sisters. And um, when I was young, I used to work at this, um, was it not, not, yeah, it was about nine, six, nine, seven, like 12, 13. I was working at this t-shirt pressing plant, bro. Like, bro, that was some hard labor, bro. I was getting paid shit money, but I was happy and take That was a lot of money when you were that young, you know? Little mm-hmm. 20 quid. I used to just go and buy CDs. And all them sick albums. This was before... This is before enough people knew about it, you know. Because back them times, like, no one knew, innit, if you played it. It's like, only certain man knew would gravitate. Nah, everyone's into hip-hop. But back then, it was like, most people weren't feeling it. But that's 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 what made me gravitate to even more, bro, <laughs> to be honest. The fact that yeah. other people didn't hear it, I was like, holy shit. No, this is something special. Then. Only more. certain people get It's only made for the people that get that's Amazing. true man and little like easter eggs and like skits and stuff and like stuff that you would only have heard back then because it, you had physical media you had like you had the cd and you had to invest like you had to save up and buy it and then listen to it so if you knew it that's the only that's the only way how do you know what i mean unless you like bootlegged it but it's um yeah it's crazy man Fucking hell, but yeah, Buster and Redman are just like, yeah. I think I saw um I saw Redman and, and um Method Man play um a few 
few years ago in Brixton. It was like 10 years since I'd seen them perform their last time. I think it might have been Kentish Town, like the time before. And like Redman just hadn't aged because, you know, he's got like the Hollywood makeover, like the teeth. And he's just like, yeah. but Redman has aged, man. It was just like, he's just trying to keep up with him and shit. I was just like, yeah. fair play, man. <laughs> but yeah, That's, those two are just like a match made in heaven. Do you know what I mean? I doubt, man. Yeah. But getting back to um to kind of your your stuff, uh, Ramson. So the Death Mask LP that dropped on High Focus early in 2020, all produced by by Mark Fear. Um, so you took off the hockey mask, replaced it with the Egyptian Death Mask. Um, you addressed so many like so many heavy topics on this on this record. Um, so the perceived modern day beauty standards and skin deep. Um, sarcophagus being kind of the like the the first single I believe you dropped from that project, um, very very potent in its message. Um, and how I interpreted it is was it's kind of about almost kind of grief thieves and people not getting their flowers until they're gone, and then everyone claiming that they you know paying homage, but it's kind of insincere. Um, that's just how I interpreted it anyway. But what? inspired you to tackle this particular topic had you just had enough of seeing it because it's pretty apparent in a way yeah that was part of it yeah because you see it all the time and every so often and it you know happens mm-hmm. and i just saw this i see this pattern in it for years this consistent pattern of that shit and i'm like yeah it's a simple thing and it? it's just Give give people their flowers when they can smell them, and trees when they can inhale them. You know, yeah, man. In, man's dead. It's easy. Do you know what I think? Part of it is though the reason why people do that. It's uh gonna say it's gonna sound um odd, but when you think about it, sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can say that shit because person who's dead ain't a threat no more. Artistically. You get what I mean? Yeah, man. Because if, you, if you they used that bar in it, like it? That, they would have said it when they was dead. But you I do that bar, it. man. Like, no yeah, longer not, man ain't a threat no more, so now you're comfortable. Man. No longer the opposition under the earth spirit dispersed. So, like, yeah, implying that your peers, say, if it was, like, in the rap game, they won't acknowledge you until you're like physically not even a threat anymore. Do you know what I mean? And it's kind of a backhanded. I don't know. It's I know what you're saying, man. It's, it's um, a psychology, man. Humans are humans are crazy creatures. <laughs> That's true. That's why, why like you get stuff like this going on. It's mad. Everybody's always claiming how they love a rapper once they're dead and gone and buried under dirt and rubble, rotting body in a coffin. Family are sobbing. There will be another. All the made up morning murals on the wall of social media. It's bullshit. You know, part of it's deep, but part of it. Andy, you know what I mean? Part of it's just, ah, just pissed off. You do get that though, like, um, even just on the kind of a, you know, real kind of um, shallow level on social media, you get like a celebrity passes away and you just have like an influx of tributes and posts and stuff of just people who, come on, man, like, don't tell me that you were like fucking watching this or listening to them. Like, it's just be real. You don't need to kind of, don't be a grief thief. But I mean, it's their prerogative if that's what they want to do to make them yeah, for validation or fit in or like whatever. That's that's fine. It's up to you. But it's really transparent. Um, 
but yeah, man, I think that the video that went along with it was really sick as well. Because this is that medium on it. Yeah, that's good for that, man. <laughs> the, the bit where like someone's googling, like, was Nate Dogg a singer? That's <laughs> just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people say like, shit, man. Oh, amazing, man. But I mean, um, like for someone as kind of lyrically complex as you are, um, it doesn't come as a surprise to I've I've heard you being described in the past as a rapper's rapper, and um, this sentiment was backed up basically earlier this summer last summer rather when i, I interviewed god status and um cashmere said he thinks that you're one of the only rappers that will never run out of something to say um coming from him that's quite an accolade man so like what, what how a, do you how do you feel about that kind of um that uh, statement um uh is my guy bro you know what i mean from day one um i remember when First met him up Cheston Farmer's house back in the day. And I think Farmer knew him. And I was young, I was probably like 16. These times I was on the block about them not called me up and sitting there. I didn't even know rap, bro. They put on a beat. I'm not spat and then he spat. I was just like I was just feeling like went home and just it just made me want to be more sharp. He's one of the only people that ever did that. Very few people that done that, but he's one of them. So that coming from him, yeah, that's 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 love right there, man. That's a big thing. Shout out to God Stats. Joker Star. Cash. Love their shit. Yeah, man. Sick. It's crazy psychedelic, isn't it? It's just like got that unique sound. Yeah. Like, that's what I liked. It didn't sound like nothing else. And um, Cashmere was the reason I did Silver Surfing. Because when I heard Galactus, I was just, <laughs> it just made sense, didn't it? I was like, you know what, I'm going gonna, gonna to carry on the thing, innit? You know? Yeah, man. But it wouldn't happen if it weren't for him. That's thick, man. Well, you, you mentioned that he was one out of a, of a, of a very small few. Um, who, were like, who are other people who, as a wordsmith, have kind of motivated you to you know, up your pain game? Do you remember a group called 12 Stone? Uh, no, Twelve Stone. Yeah, they're from East London. Um, Blind spot for me. Man. The night, the okay. There was a guy called Culture. Oh, I've heard of Culture. Yeah. When I met, when I heard him, I met him. I was really young, I was about fourteen, because one of the guys that made beats for them lived across the road um, from where we did. And um, you know, I first heard him. Same thing. Because you hear a lot of people and it has a different effect. But not everything makes and go, oh, shit, I need to go back to the drawing board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I think that's like, as you say, there's, it's, there are different things and people like and appreciate different artists for different reasons, whether it be like lyrical content, a technical ability, or just even like a vibe that they give off, an energy that they radiate. But to actually have someone you know, make you, you know, freeze in your tracks and be like, fuck, I need to actually, like, work on this or, like, improve and better myself. I like, bro. I'm like, yeah, yeah. There's only certain ones that you go, oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, shit. Right, yeah, nah, it's drawing board time. Oh, man, that's cool. That, that's I mean, all needed, though. That should be what it's like all the fucking time because that's how you bring the best out of each other. Exactly, man. 
do, do you think that there's an element of that missing in, in UK hip hop? Um, you know, kind of a bit authentically of, of that kind of healthy competition kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and actually acknowledging it as well, rather than like being passive and just like, oh yeah, I'm that guy's fucking dope. I'm going to ignore that he exists. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, that's, there's a lot of that, man. Mm-hmm. It's been like that for, for for as long as I can remember, to be honest. It's just got worse over time. Yeah, man. And it's sad because, I mean, I'm just, I'm not an artist. I'm a, I'm a fan and that's why, like, having these chats is like I'm, I'm impartial from, like, a business perspective, from, like, a, you know, an artist perspective. I just appreciate good hip-hop. So it's hard, it, it's hard kind of wrestling with that idea. Um, but it's kind of, surely it would make more sense for people to acknowledge them, to build the scene up, because then you get more exposure, more kind of money gets pumped into it, because that's what happens when things are marketed properly. Do you know what I mean? And it just elevates the scene generally. It is ultimately like, it's, it's all for like love initially, but it's, it's people's livelihoods as well. You know what I mean? It is a business for a lot of people. And the more it's treated as kind of, it needs to be, treated as such um so it is kind of a shame in that way um but i guess that's just i don't know whether it's like a british sensibility or something um not as direct more passive than like americans do you know what i mean i don't know what it is i I mean figuring out yeah i I try not to think to think about the reasons why these motherfuckers because i'm never gonna know the only way i'm gonna really know because if I ask them and they're honest enough to give me a straight answer, that's true. Something they're gonna do, you know, it's just gonna <laughs> be something else. So I'm like, if that's the situation man's put in, I'm like, let the music speak for itself. Because no, no matter how much man are in the night, if you, you know, if you're creating art, you know, that is inspiring people mm-hmm. or makes someone that's insecure feel like you're pulling rank on them or something, then that's that's the way to do it, man. Let the music speak, man. People can carry on like that what they want, man. But they don't realise certain people, the reasons why, man, make music was never because of that in the first place, anyway. Yeah? You said a key thing there, like, people don't realise that certain people without it, you know, their options would be A and B, you know? As opposed to ABC, yeah. Mm. So that's that's the biggest part of it, but it's all part of it, man. Can't change what I do. Yeah, that's that's true, man. Because I know I read like um something else, like you you talked about that resonated uh, on Instagram about you know from kind of a business perspective, like people kind of taking the piss when it comes to paying for like your services as an artist. You know what I mean? And it's just like that's that's something else that that keeps keeps it down, you know. It's kind of like these. That's that's rife. That's that's not even exclusive to me. No, that's no, what no, I said. What I mean, other, man. Other people that go through the same shit. Like it's not just me. There's many artists that get approached like that. And if you're of a certain caliber, you know, a certain reputation, it's just like yeah, it is is a bit insulted. But yeah, just it's just you got to know how to deal with it. You know, mm. um, I kind of just stick to the point and be direct about business side, and that's what I mean about what I said in the thing. Man, forced me to bring up things 
and I shouldn't have to bring it up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then they feel awkward and you know, it's this cat and mouse thing, innit? I'm not chasing man for anything. You come to me, so you need to come correct, innit? Or just let me get on with what I'm doing. Innit? I know, man. That's it. I think it's just like that That mentality just needs to... Um, and it's just, I just don't get it. Do you know what I mean? It's just like it's the, the audacity of reaching out to your like favorite rapper, and then and then being surprised when they ask for money because it's their livelihoods, and you're like, what? It's like, no, man. Like, no. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah. No, that's uh, I just it just made me laugh out loud when I read it. I was just like, what? <laughs> it's just, but Someone was saying to, to share it though. Do you know what I mean? Like to share the reality of things that. All these things happening behind the scenes, you can just imagine. Do you know what I mean? Well, like I said, you don't want to see my DMs, but it's laughing. You just be like, rough, real. This is how people go on. I'm like, yeah, sometimes I don't even reply, man. You know, I just see the first, you knowing you can see the first few words. Because <laughs> I've seen it so many times, I kind of know the pattern. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, all right. But, yeah, there's just common, like, um, etiquette, isn't there? Oh, that's why I got an hour to um how to navigate. Yeah, I I guess as well. It, you know, it's like behavioural patterns like that from people. Again, if if you don't call it out, they just don't know, do they? It's like you, you realise you're yeah. They you know. <laughs> you know. Like no, but sometimes I don't. <laughs> a lot of stuff I don't even call that because sometimes all you gotta give do all you gotta do is give people like that. Holding. Eventually, there was a bone will fly out their mouth and they'll fuck off. But there's certain times where, yeah, you got to just, it just depends, in it, how it is, what kind of situation it is. Exactly, but, man. But yeah, what? man. Um, <laughs> it's part of it, isn't it, man? Everyone's always trying to get something. Yeah, man. But um, going back to like the music, so we spoke about um, with Death Mask and you know, kind of the, the kind of personas that you have um, in, in your various projects. Um, does that allow you to, when you go into like the persona of say like, you know, Jason Bones or like Oscar the Slouch, um, does it allow you to kind of open up your, like the parameters of what you rap about, you know, going into someone else's perspective or is it kind of you just through kind of uh, a different persona? What, what's kind of the thought process behind the alter ego? Um, all of them are slightly different, man. Like, Oscar the Slouch was, um, it's about me, but it's in the vein of a character, um, because I wanted to make it more challenging to write, which would make it more interesting for the listener. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Because if it's not challenging or interesting for me, it's going to reflect on the other end. So, yeah, that was all about my own personal experience and the music that I picked. I I purposely um, did it. Obviously, yeah, I was doing Charlie Mack. Mm. I could have did it with anyone, but I wanted to do it with him because of the... Obviously, he's a sick producer. But it's the... The sonics, it was the sound. It was like, because of what I was talking about, it was like some reality shit, some raw, fucked up shit on that album. But because oh, of the scope of music, when man listened to it, 
the way it's going in, it's not the same way as if it was some dark, gritty bullshit. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just need to make it different. And obviously every track was a month. So I had to make sure that the beat, before I even written anything, I made sure the beats were like, that sounds like that one. That sounds like that. That sounds like that. So the process for that was completely different to what Jason Bones or Mike Day the 13. Now Jason Bones was just the introduction to the character. You know, um, Mike Day the 13 was his perspective on the music scene. Mm-hmm. Hence weirdos, you know, um, what else is there? Um, face down, floating, you know, but... Um, is the witch is pregnant on that one, or is that on... Je- I can't remember if that was... Um, That's Jason Bones. Jason Bones, yeah. Man, and that was my shit. That beat is crazy. Yeah. Such a, like, such a, like, unorthodox tune. I love it. There's Mark Fear Beats as well, that beat. Mm. The guy from Death Mars. But yeah, that might be for the process for that. Obviously, yeah, it was completely different from Oscar Slouch, you get what I'm saying? Because yeah. it was a different album, so it has to be a different approach. But the, the hockey mask thing and the character, you know, that was used as the theme. Same way Oscar the Slouch, the character was the theme to talk about my real life experience where Jason Bones was... That was the theme to talk about. So if I was talking about the music scene, how I felt about it at the time, mm-hmm. without that theme, yeah, it's like a sound, framing device. Different, bro. It needed to have a frame, mm-hmm. you know, to fit in, that would carry it well, you know, um, as opposed to just rapping about the shit and sounding like, I don't know, like you're bitching or something. No, <laughs> no, I hear that, man. I think it's just, yeah, it's... um. It, it helps to kind of give context and it's more like universal if you apply, I mean, like, J- like Jason Bones as a character, for example, is like, like are you into, um, I take it you're into your slasher films and your horror and stuff because you've got like Tales from the Staircase and all of that stuff. And there's always been that like horror element um, yeah. in your music, regardless. Have you got a favourite, um, have you got a favourite like slasher franchise? It's got to be Friday the 13th, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. Do you know what? Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy, man. Because horror films, like... There's, there used to be ones that would make you scared. But now it's all this just gore shit. Yeah? But, like, the only ones that really made me scared was Candyman. Candyman. And I wasn't yeah. really... I mean, it was, but it Tony, was... Tony Todd, didn't it? With the, yeah, I haven't seen that in ages, man. That was scary shit because it was set in the projects in it? it was so it was relatable and it was like fuck and when you when i see him i'm like he looks like someone that probably would have come round to my mum's when he was little you know no one's like and when you see him his face in it it's like mm. he, yeah he he, he not want to fuck with it he's massive massive guy as well so he and that was the story behind how he became him yeah, man. He's um, the whole speed master thing, and yeah, um, it's happened in history many times to people. So it had certain things that resonated strong. I was like, "Raw, man!" And like that, what's it? Hit the clown. That scared me when I was a kid. But horror movies, to be honest, bro, I just find them funny, you know. And it's not yeah. even meant to be, but it's just maybe it's just my sense of humor. Man. 
Oh mate, I'm well into I'm well into horror. Like, but the, the slasher like kind of genre, particularly, it's kind of made in a tongue in cheek way. Like, I think in the eighties they just made it as cheap as possible. Like, they made like you've got like the ones with the bigger budget, like you know, like the it first the Halloween. Time, yeah, yeah, exactly. Same, and then same all these plot. like <laughs> the, the, the best the back, fun, back, fun. Like, baby run. <laughs> like it's just shit like that that made me laugh. Like. When I see Freddy, I couldn't stop laughing at that shit. Because <laughs> it just reminded me of my dad. No word of a lie. Like, his mannerisms, even the shape of him, the little things he used to say, it's like, that was my pops, bro. So I was just like, relationship in films, did it? I was just like, I just think it's hilarious, man. Oh, man. That's the thing, though, with like Friday, uh, with Freddy, um, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street and like Halloween, at least there was like, some kind of like consistency but when you had like friday the 13th all like the rules just went out the window it's just like it's like the writers didn't speak to each other but um the you final... know it's uh, like that but they were all on coke because yeah. that's the only way a lot of them films back then i'm like there's not only one way but there's one way i know that's consistent one thing i know you know what i mean with people getting stupid ideas Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's drugs, man. Come on. They do it and they're like, yeah, that's a good idea. It's like, nah, you have to be a drug, bro. You know what I mean? Like, your head was not, you weren't sober. Not and when you, can... you did it, you agreed to make it into something and push mm. it. Like, you were somewhere. I don't know, else. a bit of both, I think, man. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, man, I think, like, even even when it comes to, like, dialogue and, and everything in 80s movies, it's just like, you watch it and just think, like, what the fuck? The editing, just, it's all so, like, you just think like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's cult. I'm telling you, yeah. must because everyone was on it, man. Back yeah, then. man. Still <laughs> on that, but back then, fucking hell, bro. Shit. Oh man, but yeah, um, I mean, the year in a life stuff, obviously, like as you said, it's kind of autobiographical. It's about you, but it's through like the framing device of the character. I mean, that's like uh, considered, and I consider it a seminal like UK hip hop record. Do you know what I mean? Um, and that's kind of like not even going to front that's kind of my gateway to your music and I've listened and gone back to it um, but it's there's kind of a disturbing juxtaposition between like the, the horror aspects of it and like the real life horror so the, you know the, the Friday the 13th stuff that you had on previous projects or sorry later projects and then that it's kind of it's just kind of a even more disturbing because it's real um, so did you know you were sitting on such an influential record before you released it with um, A Year in a Life? Um, I knew it was a good record, but I, I didn't know that it would do what it did. I didn't realise it would be as influential as it was. Um, I knew it was a special record, though. And, uh, um, no, I didn't know it was going to do that. Huh? It's going to do that. Yeah, man. I mean, like, from a high focus perspective, you obviously said that you've got a lot of, um, you're sitting on a lot of music and you're always working. So I'm guessing that there's kind of like, you know, you have, you're contracted to release a certain amount of records through them and there's like a queue, presumably. So, as not really. I'm not really contracted anything like that. Um, if I want to release something, that's when that comes up. All that oh, kind okay. of stuff. 
not really contracted or anything like that. But there is that whole thing of they have their schedule and they have their thing of what they're doing. And, you know, when that time comes, we just try and work it out and work, work out schedules, work with each other's schedules. Sorry. No, because everyone's got their own shit and I might want to put something out at a time, but might not be able to, and it might have something else. But that's why it's good to have other labels and other avenues to do stuff. Definitely, man. Don't limit yourself, innit? Yeah, exactly. Is that kind of like... Sorry, man. I was going to say, is that kind of like... um, Because obviously, High Focus are, you know, one of the the more kind of prominent labels in the UK, like, in terms of, like, audience. Like, they've got quite a a big audience base and and following, etc., are you kind of conscious of the music that you put out, you choose to put out with high focus versus other, do you know what I mean? Like in terms of, I want this album to be heard by more people or like, oh, this would be good for them to put out. Or is it just kind of, oh, you know, I've got this and see wants yeah. it. Yeah, no, I just, I don't even think like that, man. I'll just, um, just put the stuff out and however it comes out, it comes out. <laughs> nah, I felt if people, I mean, yeah, they probably got a bigger reach than some people, but the way I see it, if people are really fans of man's music, it don't matter what it comes after, because you're supposed to be checking for the artist, not just for the label. Couldn't agree more, man. I couldn't agree more. And I think that's... Um, no disrespect to them, obviously. Um, no, no, no. I focus. You know, it's I just, think uh, the, the way I... to music, can it, you know... Uh, you listen to an artist. It's like, but I, you know, um, say, I don't know. I don't know. Say, Ghostface puts out something, something, and it's on a different label from what he was previously dealing with. That ain't going to stop me from checking it. Nah, of course not, man. You know what I mean? This is not going to stop me from checking anything. Oh. No, I guess, I guess what my point was is that with they as they've got like the bigger reach it's kind of like now you know you're recognized as uh, a sick uk hip-hop artist a sick hip-hop artist in general so people know who you are and they're gonna like search for your music because they've heard of you through a high focus release just see what i'm saying it's kind of like they've got they've got the kind of the audience that someone who may have not heard you before now knows about you and will check you going forward do you see what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, but yeah, going forward, I, I see what you mean. It's like, if they know, they know, and they should actually seek you out now that they have no excuse not to. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of an interesting concept, really, because I think putting a positive spin on, not, I mean, high focus are doing great things. It's, um, it's almost like a, a gateway to a lot of people into, into UK hip hop. It's like, if you know what I mean, like in other countries as well. It's a label yeah. people look at and they're like, oh, I, you know, they're, they're doing bits. And if you're actually like-minded or you're, you know, you're really into the, into the music, you'll seek out, oh, okay, UK are doing good things. You won't limit yourself to one label. You'll look at oh, what this guy's doing, what this guy's doing, and, and you'll go down a rabbit hole. Like, you know what I mean? Like, as a hip-hop fan, like, you, you geek that's out, don't you? You're just, that's it. Music in general. I'll yeah. That shit all the time. And that's when you find the fucking then you the find gold. the gem. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember that's what I was saying about in the nineties, isn't it? That CD bar. You know, I come from a generation where man started to carry around records and shit, man. 
You know, DJ had to carry that shit, bro. That was some, it was harsh. But glad I come from that, bro, because that was he developed that real appreciation of music, bro. Uh, it's part of, it's not just something man do, you know, it's part of identity forever now. Mm-hmm. Like, energy's like, always thought this, see with you, see they say what your energy becomes whatever you're around, isn't it? That's mm. because we're all sharing it with each other. So I'm around you a lot. Do you know what I mean? Like, and not sharing each other's energy, bro. That's why you see people start talking like each other, using the same words. We share energy. It's the same shit with music, bro. Just sharing the energy with it. And it becomes, that energy becomes yours. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Come it. And that's that's so much more than just the surface level of it, you know? There's other stuff going on that people don't realise, you know? Oh, man. Speaking of good energy, I saw that you and uh, my Stiggy are cooking something up. Um, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> got something to look forward to. He's such a legend, that guy. Yeah, no, nah, maestro, boy. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah man. So what have, you, uh, what have you guys got <laughs> cooking, man? Is that, like, is that just a one-off thing or...? It's going to be a full project, but um, it's in the early stages, isn't it? Yeah, man. Oh, this site was Oh, man. But, um, like, obviously, like, having the kind of, like, I'll say clout that you do, obviously, you're well-known, well-respected in, like, the UK scene. Is it, is there kind of, like, a, um, like, my, my Stiggy, obviously, as well, is just one of those guys, you know, that he's just, like, He's just hip hop through and through. Like you meet him, and he just kind of radiates that, like that kind of energy. You know, he just lives the life. Um, are there kind of? Are you open to work with like anyone, or is it like do you do you have to kind of get that kind of what you spoke about earlier when an energy is reciprocated? Do you need that kind of energy from someone to know like, yeah, this is this is the guy I want to work with? Yeah, I mean. Has to be organic, man. Mm. I could be like that. Every situation is different, you know. Um, we click like that. Then uh, the money thing that that don't really get brung up until you know. Obviously, business needs needs to be conducted. You have something looking to release it, you know. Then that comes. But if I'm not artistically excited. You know, or vibing with what I'm doing, then it's, it's work. So it's mm-hmm. work. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. So that's like the reality of things as well, I guess. It's like, as it's your livelihoods, and it's like you need to make money, but at the same time, you might as well like enjoy yourself at the same time and work with the right people. So yeah, I, I, yeah. there's two sides how, of it, I guess. There was a time I was doing it and there was no money. You know what I mean? And it was just like, that was it. Just fucking with who... Man, we're fucking who was a rhyme man who was vibing and just connected in and made music. Yeah. So man. that was that was the origins of it anyway, from the beginning before Task Force. You know, um going back like Yeah, I remember man was like 14 and she used to go around my area, different areas. She used to battle people. And that didn't was they discover thing. you back then, um, like Chess and Farmer, like 14? 
because that's happened? kind of that's kind of like you know what you read online and that like oh yeah like yeah. Lance Barebones discovered. You know, I've never liked that word discovered because whenever you look at it in history, you know, yeah, it's, I know, it's, yeah, I you know what I mean? Same, it's right? like yeah, yeah. it's already there. But, about. but mm. you know, enough respect to Task Force, nonetheless. When they met you, it's so, probably the best way. <laughs> what happened was, like I said, I used to go around, used to battle a lot of people. Um, a lot of them were like twice my age at the time, because people my age went rapping, and if they could, they couldn't really keep up. So after that, one one guy we both knew in the area, he brought me up there. And, um, yeah, rest was rest was history, isn't it? No, I remember I was up there with my brethren, like called Mayhem, and we were doing some back to back shit. And soon <laughs> the man was standing on the balcony in it, just oh, I didn't know them these times. The first time I met them, and they looked at me, looked at them, and they were just like, "Come in!" <laughs> but the way they said it, I knew, I knew they were fucking in it. Uh, yeah, and our first heard their shit was like, I didn't even know there was a scene because, you know, we, we never grew up. We were into hip-hop culture. But we didn't know there was a scene in the UK because the way we were growing up was different. Do you know what I mean? We would like, it's the simplest way to put it. We, we were exposed young. To a lot of shit. So our mentality, yeah. do you know what I mean? We were out there doing a lot of activity when we were young, even when we met them. And um, I think that was around the time, shortly after that, they started doing MFTC1, innit? Yeah, I remember, I remember, that. I remember that shit. I was up there. But as a kid, I wasn't really making music on that one. Just new man in it around the way, but yeah, it was mad that I met them. It's through someone we both knew, you know, from the area. But, um, just trying to think back, man. Bad memory of the days, man. So long ago. Do you think that, um, your like trajectory it would have been the same or it would have been affected by that kind of interaction? with Task Force initially, do you think, like, you would have still made music in your, on your own path? Do you think it kind of impacted what happened next? I don't know, you know, because in one one way, I think, yeah, I probably would have still been doing it anyway. But then when I look at the way, you know, the way I was living and the path I was on, could have easily went wrong. Mm. Could have easily went really wrong. But at the same time, you know what I mean? Like anything can happen. Never really know what what would happen. All I know is what did, innit? Yeah, man, it's relative. It's the only reckon I've ripped like that, man. You just no, had to get like, out of your head. <laughs> I couldn't sleep. Otherwise, yeah, if I didn't write, I wouldn't have been able to sleep. And um Yeah, it was a strange one that one. I don't know why it was like that. Maybe it's cause where my head was at the time or something. Yeah, I just writ it all. In between the space of like two in the morning, five, just up. Um, 
Oh man, there wasn't really. It's not really that deep the process to be honest. Just yeah, man. And then it's ended up coming out in those hours. Because sometimes the upper hours feel mad active. I don't know what it is. Creativity things just it's just going. I get that a lot. But yeah. this thing, that's yeah. I ripped the whole fucking thing. Like, yeah, hypnotic. Shout out to DJ Think Food, man. I, I forgot about that album. You know, um, now I'm starting to remember. I can't. Rem- That's mad, though. You like have like you forget yeah. about albums. It's just yeah. like what the f- you forget probably more content than a lot of people even put out. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's a good way of putting it, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's good for me, man. Prolific, man. Prolific. I mean, as I said, even in like 2020, like just kept kept at it kept releasing music and i suppose like you just gotta just gotta continue do you know what i mean it's just like as cashmere said you're never gonna run out of things to rap about so i think i think i get what you're saying but you know what yeah everyone everyone has their limit and their threshold and might might not run out of things to say, but it doesn't necessarily mean I'm gonna want to say that. No, that makes sense. I get where he's coming from, man. That that's like that's big. Yeah, big I I guess it's just kind of more of a um in, in terms of yeah, like in terms of like output. There's never gonna be any. There's never in, any inclination that you're gonna slow down. But I hear what you're saying, like timing and, and what you want to say, and just because you have the option to, should I or like do I want to? Um, but I guess the main thing as well is that, you know, are you enjoying it? You know, like if you if you if you're not enjoying doing anything anymore, and it becomes like work, if that makes sense. But yeah, man, it's crazy. But no, much respect, Ramson Barbones, man. It's been a pleasure chatting to you. But like before, like before we wrap up. Um, Obviously, you've got, you know, kind of alluded to the project with Mice Diggy, um, which is in its early stages. Um, is there anything else that you want to you wanna plug or shout out or talk about? Um, <laughs> a lot of music EPs out. You know, that's out on ramsonbadbones.com, Lewis Den bandcamp.com sorry ramsonbadbandsbandcamp.com some of the streaming things as well um yeah 2021 there's gonna be a lot of shit coming man. a lot of shit coming I have no doubt man I have no doubt whatsoever but um it's been an absolute pleasure man I'm glad we finally like made it happen but I think once like you know it's a bit easier to travel and stuff just like link up and, and, and record another one as well that we did yeah. like, like in person well, I'll come to London probably. It's probably a bit easier, isn't it? But um, yeah, man, big up yourself. Thank you very much for taking the time to to chat. Um, have you got much on for the rest of the week? Nah, I'll probably just be chilling, man. Just trying to finish stuff off, isn't it? Yeah, man, exactly. Good stuff. So lovely, love music EP out now. Uh, all platforms, go check that. Um, you can find the podcast on all the usual kind of digital platforms, YouTube, go give it a like and a follow, etc. cetera. Uh, Ramsey Babos, man. Thank you so much again um, for taking the time for the chat and uh, speak soon, man. Stay safe and all that.
And you're welcome, bro. Take care, man. Take care, man. Yes, I am so pure uncut while they're retro. My potency, vegetable lines, 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 flow. Blow their nose, yes, I am so pure uncut while they're retro. My potency, vegetable lines, 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 lines. Eyes bulging, would your face not? Go slave to my bus, all the bass drums and the tempo. No raves on nightclubs, eyes bulging, would your face not? Go slave to my bus, drug of my potency, fed you raw lines, 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 Those lines. Those who the listen go through addiction due to the words of the shady culprit. Home in the spit, burn boulders and bricks till the base of your nose is straight corrosive, your veins are bolted. Holes in your forearms, itch from picking at the scabs, and you feel me in the tracks. Full of a narcotic of a sovereign that's honouring to promise you a daily dosage. Bound to make your heart race, like car cases, we're the Scarface boosted cardiologist. Vomiting, not my new stuff, till I'm honouring their fossils like archaeologists. Since I detect side effects like movement in spider webs, heightened senses, excess hyperness, can't decide on right or left or life or death. Inspect my ecstasy, lyrical crystal methamphetamine, your body temperature degrees, hotter than a 70s sex machine. MCs get cut to nothing, stepped on, thought he or she was headstrong, you're dead wrong. Cause any debt over me means head up for free, till the things will eventually blow. Blow their nose, yes I am so, pure uncut while they're retro. My potency, fed you raw lines, 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 blow. Blow their nose, yes I am so, pure uncut while they're retro. My potency, fed you raw lines, 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 lines. Eyes bulging, would your face not? Go slave to my bus, all the bass drums and the tempo. No raves on nightclubs, eyes bulging, would your face not? Go slave to my bus, drug of my potency, fed you raw lines, 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 lines. Snivelling with lips dry like Sahara sand. When I spit that metric ton to half a gram Bars they're racking up on crack mirrors No ad-libbers then intently spat Venom the mental baptism Strength of the neck on a wild bison Content with rap lizards Such an of a Henry or Dyson Causes a biter to sniff more raw lines Reckless, defiant as Mike Tyson With a trident, hip-hop or grind Might need to rehabilitate MCs Facilitating needs for people on school Doing crimes to eat, the pull the iron heat Don't kill a mind, he then make you one jewel Every line, line, right, support me feel Every rhyme ends, finding awful chills Your body, temperature degrees Hotter than a 70s sex machine Home team gorgeous causing nosebleeds Lean morphine, coffees and no teeth Cause any debt over me means head up for free Till your seas will eventually blow Blow their nose, yes I am so Pure uncut while they're retro My potency fed you raw lines, 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 lines Blow, blow their nose, yes I am so Pure uncut while they're retro My potency fed you raw lines, 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 lines Eyes bulging, would your face not? Go slave to my bus, all the bass drums and the tempo No raves on nightclubs, eyes bulging, would your face not? Go slave to my boss, drug of my potency, fed you raw lines, 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 lines. <laughs>